Hey friends, it's Ashley and Jana. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. We are back with a breakdown of Truth, episode five of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So far, this has been our longest episode yet with a runtime of 61 minutes. And even though we say this every week, wow. I mean, wow. So Walker continuing to spiral just out of control. Like, dude, that guy needs to get a grip because seriously, whoo. Bucky and Sam have some of their best moments yet. And mmm, Bucky. Oh, love that guy. And we got one of the greatest cameos. It was a great reveal. Um, We've got some serious, like, comic nerd excitement going on. Okay, deep breath. So we have a lot to talk about. But first, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? So we also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe, and you don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So we didn't want to get our hopes up like we did um, in WandaVision with Paul Bettany's like cheeky little comment about, you know, this amazing cameo that was coming. And it turned out that it was just Paul Bettany acting against Paul Bettany. And we were all kind of like, okay, well, that really wasn't a cameo if you're already in the show. I don't know. It was weird. It was only kind of funny. I mean, I guess, uh, whatever. He thought it was funny. He thought it was funny. The rest of the world was like, dude, you suck. So <laughs> at, at least uh, this week in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we did get a cameo. It was not Sam 2.0 or Bucky 2.0 nope. or it a Force Ghost. It wasn't any of that. It was an actual person that we have not seen before. So that was exciting. <laughs> Do we want to talk about that cameo now or do we want to wait until we do the breakdown? Let's get into the breakdown and we'll get to her when, okay. when she appears, I think. Sounds great. Okay. That way we're not jumping around too much. Sounds good. Okay. So we're going to let Ashley do one of her amazing breakdowns because you know that she's got a good one. So <laughs> let's get into it. Breakdown of episode five, Truth, the Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. So this one obviously picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, Walker has fled the scene where he just used a shield to kill the Flag Smasher. And um, ironically, I don't think we talked about it last week. That's the same Flag Smasher who said he grew up being a fan of Captain America. So that was a really sad, cruel irony that hurt my heart when I like went back and watched. (laughs) I was like, oh, 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 that's painful. I don't like it. That's like the worst way to go. You basically got murdered by your childhood icon. Right. So what the fork is that? Terrible. It's <gasps> terrible. Anyways, uh, Bucky and Sam trail him to the warehouse where uh, if you watch the featurette that they released this week, we saw that, right? Where they were confronting him and he's like, you don't want to do this. And Bucky's like, oh, yes, we do. And everybody at home said, oh, yes, they do. And we do, too. We're coming for you, Walker. Uh, they battle. It's an insane battle. Walker is clearly insane. He's insane. And he's trying to, like, murder Falcon, Sam, and Bucky. But he can't because they're working together. 
in their dis- dysfunctional way that they do. Um, but Bucky does sustain some damage to his vibranium arm and Falcon's wings are ripped off of the pack. So that, that suit is done. Whew. They walk away with the shield. Well, Sam takes it. Bucky picks it up in a, in a, in a moment that mirrors Steve in Captain America Civil War. Bucky just drops it and walks away. And Sam picks it up and he leaves the warehouse. Um, the GRC is looking for Carly after everything that went down. Uh, but they've only succeeded in arresting people around her. So they're rounding up these refugees from the camps that she's been known to to associate with, which is awful when you think about it. They show the shot of her picking up the stuffed animal that we saw the little girl, I think it was a little girl with last episode. Um, so yeah, pretty awful of the GRC. Not that we're condoning Carly's methods, but clearly she's not entirely wrong about how um, evil. Can we say evil? The GRC is evil. I think they got some evil, nefarious intentions. I, I think 100%. they're totally evil. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely not as anywhere near as um, genuine as their commercials make them out to seem. Oh, kind yeah. Of yeah. Based For on real. The conversations that like Sam had with the guy at the IDP camp, the previous episode. Exactly. Um, Torres shows up. We haven't seen him in a while. He lets it slip or not lets it slip, but he reveals to Sam and to us that Carly has helpers all over the world. That doesn't really surprise me. But what surprised me a smidge was the fact that he also says all over the world and on all platforms. Zemo later echoes this statement later on in the show that Carly has basically friends in high places and you don't know how quite how high they go. Which is interesting. Um, Torres is like, what do you want to do about these broken wings, man? Sam's like, leave it. And he leaves with the sword. Or, sorry, the shield. I'm like, yo, the sword. So excited about all the fighting, clearly. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Sam tells Torres, he's not he's not worried about that broken wings anymore. Because he is Captain America, baby. He just hasn't, uh, you know, fully embraced it yet. Unfortunately for us. But it's a journey. We get it, Sam. He'll get there. He's He'll getting get there. there. He's there getting there. There were a few there. moments and I was just like, oh, Sam, yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, back in the United States in a move that shocked Jana, myself, probably a lot of you, if you've been paying attention, Walker is actually stripped of his title, his benefits as a, you know, a military vet and all of his ranks. Oof. I was shocked that they did that and actually took ownership for the fact that he did bad. I mean, because we expected some kind of repercussion. Like, we figured there would be something. Yes. We really didn't expect them to actually do what is apparently the right thing because it's, A, the government and they, well, the faux government. And they suck most of the time. Um, For sure. But, you know, we really didn't know if he was going to end up just kind of going rogue and doing his own thing before even being able to be brought back and being sanctioned. Or if they were going to bring him back and just kind of give him a hand slap and be like, and like rebrand him, right? Yeah, rebrand him. He has to apologize, you know, make restitution for his poor behavior, blah, blah, blah. Like, we knew something would happen. But the fact that they actually brought him right in, he complied. And... 
you know, did whatever was kind of shocking. Of course, then he blew up at the people in the. Uh, yeah. And he's all like, I am Captain America. And it's like, no, you're not, dude. You're I not. Like, and he started yelling and I was like, keep going, buddy. I was like, you are showing your true colors. That super serum is helping your anger just grow. And I was like, and this is why you suck. <laughs> one of the many reasons. And just one. <laughs> Um, and so here we have our cameo. He's sitting in the hallway with his wife and, you know, he's lamenting about what he should do. He's just sad. He's pouting again. And then in walks this woman with killer heels. And it's she introduces herself as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. She is played by the incomparable Julia Louise Dreyfus. And so this is the big cameo that was teased. It was teased that the cameo would be a well-known actress, which she is, mm-hmm. and that it, the character it's herself would be someone comic fans would be aware of. So I saw a lot of confusion on Twitter. People are like, who? What? But comic nerds were like, yes, yes, and yes. Do you know what this means? Like, we're all like <laughs> high-fiving each other. Do you know what this means? This we're is so like, exciting. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so a quick... A quick, like, uh, Cliff Notes version. Contessa was once a former member of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's a trained, like, super spy, so think Natasha, right? She also mm-hmm. is a former girlfriend of Nick Fury, which, mm-hmm. having cast her to be older and not, like, a young uh, Countessa, Contessa, right? Uh, she could totally have some scenes with Fury, and it wouldn't be weird because they're not, you know, she's not, like, 20. <laughs> so... I'm excited for some either flashbacks or maybe some current scenes with uh, Mr. Nicholas J. That would be so exciting. Uh, She eventually leaves S.H.I.E.L.D. to join Hydra, taking Uh the name Madam Hydra, which, by the way, kind of seems consistent with her appearance here. More so Mm -hmm. Madam Hydra Mm -hmm. than a good guy. Uh, she was in the comics. She was also involved in Secret Wars. There's a scroll version of her that relates to Secret Invasion. And being the whole train spy thing, it's been rumored she's going to be in the Black Widow film. So it kind of, we're getting the connections here. She could be yeah. part of Natasha's past, which may have been where she was originally going to be introduced. And then now, because of the whole like schedule change of what was being released, we get her now. Right we should have maybe seen her previously, but for comic fans too, like, so we know who she is because of comics, but like for the people who aren't comic fans, she's actually, while she's not a huge, huge character, she has been around for decades. Like her first appearance was in strange tales back in like August of 1967. So she's Mm -hmm. been, I mean, she's been around the block. She's not a new new character. No, Um, not at all. Is you know, so it's not, yeah, it's not like she was introduced last year, like so they could work her in somewhere. I mean, she's been around exactly. And but, and with Fury being as mysterious as he is, he could have totally had a secret girlfriend that nobody Mm. knew about, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but what's exciting to think about is the whole the secret invasion because we know like secret invasion, secret wars, like they're kind of moving in that direction. We had some tie-ins in WandaVision with the Skrulls, uh, you know, Fury in space at the end of Far From Home. So this is exciting. Also, she comes in with that Ag- Agnes vibe, the Agatha Harkness vibe, you know? She's just like, she knows things. She knows Walker took the serum. She knows he doesn't have the shield. 
And she's like, mm, don't even worry about that. Cause like, it doesn't even belong to the government. It's a legal gray area. And I was all like, Oh, ho, ho, drop in the tea. Okay. <laughs> she had the tea ready. She's like, the government doesn't own that shield, sweetie. I was like, yes. Uh, finally, somebody says that. <laughs> and that's yeah, the last that's we funny. see of her. She leaves her card, which is blank. However, it's probably one of those like secret spy, yeah. like black light something. Is it really blank? Like, come on now. Right. That would be absolutely pointless. Like, you just have to know how to make it work. <laughs> it's definitely not blank. Or she's got some way to like trigger it when she wants you to answer her call. Because that's what she said. She goes, you know, you taking the serum, that's like the second best thing you could have done. And the first best thing and then she like makes a snide remark about his wife. Like, oh, yeah, you know, other than marrying this girl. She's yeah. like, is answering my call. <laughs> but she said it as in like, you will be answering my call and it will be the smartest thing you've ever done. And then it's all like, toodles, I'm out. You know, <laughs> she just <laughs> leaves him sitting there. <laughs> well, and I love that they brought her in, but I also think it's funny, like funny, ironic, whatever. But she, in the comics, she's been known to flirt with Captain America. <laughs> yes. So, I just, the irony that like she shows up to chat with the now former dethroned new cap. Like, I don't know, just like, that's how we introduce her. I just Yes. No, it's, it's great. Uh, we find Zemo. He went to the Sokovia Memorial. So this is a scene straight out of the trailers. Which shows him at the memorial. It shows Bucky finding him. Zemo tells Bucky that he needs to find Carly and take her out. He's like, Sam's not going to do it. He's too much like Steve and he's stubborn. He's like, you, however, you will do it. You know you need to do it kind of thing. And Bucky doesn't kill him. That's what Zemo expected. It's not what he does. Uh, He drops the bullets down and kind of smiles like, you thought I was going to. I'm not just some monster. Uh, Zemo reveals, like, look, man, I crossed my own name off your list. Like, it's done. That was so funny. He's like, oh, and by the way. Yes. <laughs> I, I took care of that for you. Crossed my name off the list. I was like, yes. wow, that was brazen. And totally a Zemo move, too. Just Totally a Zemo move, yep. The Wakandans are there to take Zemo away to the raft, which was last seen in Civil War. It's where Team Cap was put uh, as hostages of the world i guess and you know we all know that you can get out of the raft i mean they did so So just because zemo's there like don't bet on him staying there just gonna put that out into the universe uh ao tells ao tells bucky to make himself scarce in wakanda for a while that's probably due to this whole like that fight that they had last episode with and he what like i said i don't even think he was defending john or Hoskins. He was just kind of like, all right, like, whatever. Let's not fight, guys. That was more Sam's intervention than Bucky's. But regardless, he says he understands, but he asks her for one more favor, which we learn mm-hmm. what that favor is later. Um, I will say I didn't see that favor coming. Like, I really didn't know what he was going to ask her for. It makes yeah. sense. That's what the favor was, but it, it didn't, it wasn't on my radar. That's fair. Until because, the, the favor showed up and I was like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, th- I think when everybody saw it in the trailer, we all thought it came from somewhere else. Yes. So it was 100%. not, we were not expecting it to be Wakandan. I think that's why it wasn't, like it yes. didn't immediately register. Yep. It was not in the forefront of my mind at all. I 100% expected it came from somewhere else. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, oh, gosh, heart-wrenching, like, powerful moments of the show, Sam goes to visit Isaiah because he needs to understand about mm. this complicated legacy of the shield. He wants to know what happened to Isaiah about his service. Um, Isaiah mentions the Red Tails, the 332 Squadron. That is the Tuskegee Airmen, which were African-American military pilots and airmen and who fought in World War II, who were experimented upon, uh, which is what Project Rebirth in the Marvel comics kind of mirrors. So Isaiah's experience was Marvel's way of tackling that issue and um, talking about it. Um, he recounts what happened to him, the experiments that happened to him after he was the only one who survived. He talks about when he found out exactly what was going on and it mirrors Steve in the first Avenger. Isaiah went out to save his fellow soldiers from certain doom, but unlike Steve, Isaiah wasn't a hero for it, at least not in the eyes of the military, which was awful. And it's because Steve was their poster child and Isaiah was not. And it's just, it was very telling. It was just like, uh, it's just, again, it's a powerful scene. It's really hard to kind of break down. Like, but but it was just, wow. Like, like, I'm really, I'm stumbling over my words on this one, but it was definitely important to hear and to let it sink in. Well, and the fact that it ties so perfectly into the entire context of the show, right? Like right. it's, it's really almost the foundation. If you think about the overall context of race and the political context overall of the show that they've been talking about. Right. Oh, but this show wasn't going to get political or talk about oh, race. No. Oh, that's <laughs> right. They weren't doing that. There was no discussion of race or politics or yeah oh no i remember that that's weird huh it's funny how like somebody just thought they knew everything after one episode so sam leaves he goes back home to louisiana he has the shield with him but again like you can tell he's still struggling he's struggling with what he wants to do because i think he wants to wield the shield right he wants to hold it he wants to carry on the mantle of steve's honor not necessarily the name or like the government's like poster version of Steve. He wants to carry on Steve's legacy because Steve meant a lot to him. And, but he's struggling because like all the stuff Isaiah told him and what he had to go through. And, and he's like, you know, that struggle, I believe uh, Anthony Mackie said of, you know, a black man uh, defending and carrying this mantle of a country that doesn't defend him, defend him. You know, it's just this, he's still struggling with it. You can see it, but he's in, He's back at home. They're fixing up the boat. Bucky comes to help. It was it was a great like therapeutic moment, I think, for both of them to work on that boat together. It was hilarious, too, you know, as Sam's like struggling with something and Bucky just comes in and like yanks it up and like throws it to the side. He's like, here, let me just use my arm. (laughs) Right. Got it for you, man. It's okay. It was a little tough. It's all right. (laughs) But, you know, I loved that Bucky was like. He, he, you know, he didn't like rub it in. There was no, like, sometimes they do things and Bucky's just like, oh yeah. And, you know, he'll do it in almost, not nasty, but like, 
he'll he'll really like dig it in that like he can do this with his arm and that like Sam can't kind of thing like be, you know when they're really like at each other and this was an instance where that didn't happen like it was just yes. very like oh hey let me get that for you and he just does it and he goes back to what he's doing like there's no commentary there's no you know none of that back and forth kind of thing um when they're you know just really like batting heads kind of and I thought that was a really it kind of shows you how much they've both grown in working together um, Yeah. over this last period of time, which, you know, a little bit of therapy probably for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that also this whole, like, this next, like, day or two scene that we see with him at the boat with Sam's family is so, like, genuine, genuinely therapeutic for him. It was so um, nice to see it for, for both of them, honestly. Yes. You know, Sam, obviously when we met Sam, he was living in D.C., so he wasn't with his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bucky clearly has, like, no one left. And he says that. He says he has no one left. Yeah. And so it was just nice for them, all all of them to have, like, this family moment. And the kids seemed to really like it. And his sister, Bucky kind of had a little flurry thing. And Sam was like, don't touch my sister. (laughs) I could totally ship that. Like I would be fine with Sarah and Bucky being an item. Clearly Sam wouldn't be okay with that, but Sam would not. Thing going there. I don't know. Sam is not okay. <laughs> Mr. Bucky being all like, I have a hotel room. I was like, seriously. I was like, Bucky. I'm dead. Uh, we learned that the favor that he asked the Wakandans for is Sam's new suit. So, like I said, we saw that case in the trailer. We all thought it was from Stark Industries because it looks like it. It looked like it in the trailer anyway. However, it is straight up Wakandan tech, and we all got excited because we know that is the new Captain America suit. That is the that's Sam Wilson's version of the suit. And I can't wait to see him suit up and wear it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to cheer. I'm just telling you now. Clapping for it already. Uh, oh, for sure. And what a tease. <laughs> like, talk about a cliffhanger, right? Like, you open yeah. the case and you don't show us what's in it. Yeah, that totally rude. That was the end. I was like, man, Sam. So rude. Fine. Like, you're smiling. I want to smile. What are you looking at? <laughs> you know? uh, but before we get to that, Walker is visiting Hoskins family and he lies to them saying that the dude that he killed is the one who killed Lamar. Bro, stop it. Why are you lying? Oh, because you know you did wrong. That's why you lie. Uh I feel like the sister, like, yes, yes. The sister had that look like this, this dude. He lies. Yeah. Oh, she lies. She, She was not pleased. And then in a reveal that I think points to Sharon being the leader of LAF and not the power broker, mm-hmm. she's on the phone with Batroc. So if you didn't know it was Batroc on the phone, it is definitely Batroc. If you turn on the closed captions, it says Batroc. He's also Francais. Yes, he is speaking <laughs> Francais. So therefore it is Batroc. Um, it's revealed that she's the one who got him out of the Algerian prison, which is where he ended up after the Winter Soldier. She offers him double of the last job, which we're guessing was the job that found him interacting with Sam in episode one and claims it will be worth it. So to me, she's the leader of the LAF, which is not the power broker. Mm -hmm. So who's the power broker? We still don't know. I'm hoping we get that reveal, at least in a post credit, maybe next week. Post credit. 
Mandarin. Sharon being the leader of the LAF is still a little sus. It is, but... Can we go back to Sharon still being a little sus? Well, we don't even know who the LAF is. Like, in, in the comics, right. there's no... There's no LAF. There's different versions of teams that have names, sure. but they're not. Ne- they don't necessarily line up. Um, but she's clearly not. Um, even if she's aligning herself in a way that potentially like takes down one group or another, she's clearly not playing clean. Oh, no. She's operating in that moral gray area. By bringing in her former, current, whatever, Avenger friends. Right. And, you know what I mean? Because, you know, she's got Sam, whatever, interacting with Batroc in the, that whole plane scene at the beginning. Um, right. And now she's got him doing dirty work, selling stuff to Carly and her crew. Like, what... I'm not really, obviously we don't know her exact um, end game, but clearly she does not care who she's working for. Means to an end. Means to an end. No, she's absolutely a means, doing the means to an end thing. Yep. But it's just, yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, Bucky and Sam are practicing, well, mostly Sam throwing the shield, but Bucky kind of catches it too at a few times, which was super exciting. Again, that was that shot from the trailer. Everybody was waiting to see yep. them with the shield, but it's revealed that a long time, sta- a longstanding fan theory from Endgame, and one that I personally had, I, I think you did as well, is that mm-hmm. Bucky knew what Steve was going to do and he 100%. knew what Steve was going to do before he even left. So mm-hmm. they had a conversation somewhere off camera maybe we'll see it one day about steve's plan so bucky reveals that to sam he's like i don't think either of us knew the implications of handing over the shield to you as a black man in america mm-hmm. oh and that line and he apologized he's like i'm sorry oh, the apology and he hands the shield to him on his arm i was like crying yes it was super oh. emotional um and then Bucky and Sam have another like therapeutic moment where Bucky's talking about how what the shield means to him. It's like the only family he has left. Mm. And Sam's like, but that's that, you know, you can't keep holding on to that. Like you have to figure out who you are, you know, kind of thing. And oh, Sam with this tough love. I was yes. like, dude. Well, they kind of both did, you know. They did. Bucky's like, you need to take the shield. And Sam's like, you need to go out and actually do so you're not making amends he said you're avenging yeah which he's not wrong <laughs> yes we're the avengers not the prevengers um <laughs> yeah so you know he tells bucky he's like there's got to be somebody on that list that only you can provide closure for immediately i was like oh it's the dad 100 yuri he's gonna have to go visit yuri and he's gonna have to tell him what happened to his son and i am not prepared for the emotions i'm feeling no. about it already i'm just not prepared for it not at all um and uh, on the on the whole tough love scale you know sam again is just like all right you know the shield like oh, i just i don't know and sarah goes look you can't let Isaiah Brad, you know, tell you how to feel about that shield. She's like his experience 
experiences, like they're awful. They're not your experiences. And Sam, you know, through this conversation has that Steve Rogers moment, right? The, well, I have to keep fighting. I have to keep getting up, you know, that I can do this all day. Like that's Mm -hmm. Steve. And this is why Steve gave Sam the shield more and more. This show proves Steve knew exactly what he was doing when he chose Sam to wield that shield. And then, uh, you know, again, Sam's on a super soldier. So he's practicing with the shield. That shield's heavy. It's like the bounce back when it comes back to you. It's just like the reverberation. So he just starts this whole training montage like Rocky. But you hear the Captain America theme from the Winter Soldier playing. And I was like, oh, all the emotions. Mm-hmm. I was like, Although it did make me chuckle. There were a few times when he's like dodging it so he didn't get his head sliced off. That is true. Well, at least he dodged. <laughs> he's like, oh, hey. He's, he's like, like yes, yeah, serious dodgeball skills, Sam. I want Sam on my team for dodgeball next. I'm just for saying. Real, for real. <laughs> I call it. I call it next I mean, game. I just want Sam on my team for everything. He's a good guy. That's true. Very true. Uh, Batroc shows up in New York, like you mentioned. He meets up with Carly and brings her stuff that she needs for this mission. And the mission is to keep the GRC from voting on that Patches Act that we talked about, I believe, last episode, where mm-hmm. they kind of want to like expedite return to normalcy, quote unquote, right? Uh, yep. Borders being enforced and all this other stuff. Uh, and Batroc's like, "Look, I'm not here for your little revolutionary thing. He's like, I'm here to kill the Falcon." And I said, "What?" Like, I don't believe Sharon told him to do that. No, I don't think. I feel like that's his own mission. I think that's from his personal, like, vendetta of, like, episode one. You kicked my butt. Now I got to take you out. Like, I do not think Sharon sent him to kill Sam. I'm going to make that clear. I do not think that. Um, No, that seems a little extra. Yeah. So the, the Flag Smashers are clearly in New York. This is where that vote is taking place. Torres tells Sam this. The last shot we see is a Sam opening up the case because it's time to suit up, but we don't see the suit. Ah, I want to see the suit, Sam. Anyways, so we need another week to see the suit. We do, Hopefully. and then like they were gonna have to wait like forever after that because who knows where Sam's showing up again? We don't know. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, but there is a post credit scene this week. Oh yeah, there was. And I know that some people on Twitter were kind of saying it was the most lame one they've seen. Which I, I was mean, like, oh, 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 that's pretty painful. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it was it was very telling into his character. Yes. Um. I, so Walker is basically <laughs> making his own shield because he can't let it go. He's obsessed. Nope, he cannot uh, let it go. But it's really marking his transformation into U.S. agent who happens yes. to also be part of the Dark Avengers, um, which is a comic book thing, which, as the name insists, they're dark versions of the Avengers. Um, yeah, and I mean, I get it. It wasn't the most exciting. And I think part of it is because it's Walker. Like, everybody hates him so much that it doesn't matter what would ha- what was happening in this scene. Everybody's like, I hate this. I hate no. it. But Give me more Bucky. Is, Give me more Sam. This is stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> love Bucky and Sam anyway? And I swear, I just love Bucky more and more in every episode. Like, yeah, just give me all. Like, give me broken Bucky. Can we just have like? Can I just? I just want to hold him and tell him everything's going to be okay, because 
I swear, like, he's just so, mm, I don't know. And then sleeping on Sam's couch and seeing the nephews playing with the shield in the morning and trying to, like, tuck it back in before anybody wakes up and sees them. I was like, they're so adorably, like, not quiet. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, they're like every other little kid that age. That would totally have been my kid. Oh, oh, it would have been mine too. I'm like, oh, you uh, do you, do you not realize that you're like 4,000 decibels loud? Oh, okay. I was like, oh, and you didn't zip it and you left it in the middle of the floor. Cool story. No, nah, you weren't busted at all. But um, Walker, like, so Wyatt Russell, again, like he, I mean, he's a brilliant, honestly, he's a brilliant actor because he has made everybody for the most part in America, like 98% of America that's watching this show hate him. He's doing a brilliant job at making everybody really dislike him. Really, really. I mean, really. And, and honestly, this episode in particular, like those fight scenes at the beginning, I was just like, wow. Like he is all in like, I'm going to beat you down, Sam and Bucky. And... I just, like, I was watching that going, damn, like, he is, (laughs) I just, like, those, there were some moments, like, looking at his face where, like, I truly believed he was, like, just a horrible person. (laughs) I was like, oh, my goodness, like, he is, he is here for taking them down. And he was like, I am Captain America you cannot do this. This is my shield. And I was like, which again, it's like that whole, like we, we called him a toddler and throwing tantrums and inferiority complex. He literally is still calling himself Captain America. Like you, you never were okay. Not in the eyes of anyone who mattered, but you definitely are not now. So shush your mouth. And when he's being sanctioned in, you know, the room with all like the, you know, whatever government officials. And he's still like, well, this is a negotiation and I'm doing this. And I was like, oh my God, like what is wrong with you? And I was like, holy crap. I was like, he's actually like, he he's like believable that he's like a spiraling psycho. Yes. Um, but like truly, like that's, that's brilliant acting because, you know, as we mentioned last week, like we interviewed him for something else. He does not act like that in real life. No. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're watching him wield the shield and I thought one of the things that was actually very just kind of telling of his actual, you know, just sort of downfall from, and not that I thought he was a good guy to begin with in the story, but his, um, like the showing of like his service and how he was all like decorated servicemen, whatever, you know, he, he was actually using his medals that he had earned to make the shield to make the shield and he was basically defacing these things that he had earned for being a you know superior serviceman to turn into this like now dark agent and i was like wow like you really yeah have spiraled so far out of control that you are taking the things that were essentially ripped from you for your poor behavior to create a weapon and i was like that is fascinating and like him painting it too to match yes. like the colors because that's not what his shield necessarily looks like in the comics mm-hmm. so it's just interesting but i'm like it's not made of vibranium which means as soon as it comes in contact with the real shield 
Right. Like, bye. Let's <laughs> go crack. It's going to be like the, um, when they first made the Toonies in Canada, they had like a $2 coin and it, it's made of two different metals. And so the inside was like a different color metal insert. You can like bang them apart and the piece would fall out. <laughs> That's hilarious. They had to like remake them, but I feel know, like Walker should have just went to Target and got like the Nerf version. I mean, it probably would have held up better. I mean, a little. <laughs> just, <you're> just saying. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to seeing that shield fall apart. I'm, you know, I yes, and him fall Sorry. apart with it. He's gonna fall apart with oh, it. That too. Well, mentally and physically, I hope. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, his arm already got broken. True. But I think True. it's fixed because you know that super soldier serum does that to you. Yeah, I, 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 it was interesting. He was in the sling when he was at the, you know, whatever. I mean, Steve ended up in the hospital after his ordeal with Bucky. So, I mean, they can go down for yeah, a little bit. It's true. That's true. But I really feel like he was just trying to play it up like he wasn't crazy. <laughs> right, like he didn't get his but like plastic. I said, Contessa was like, oh, yeah, no, I already know you took that. It's fine. We're not talking about that. What we are talking about <laughs> is that you're going to answer my call. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I love her already, even though she oh, is yeah, bad. <laughs> yes, I love her I sassiness. Yep. So, yeah, next week, finale. I cannot believe we are here already. But uh, it's going to be I'm not ready crazy. For a finale. I hope it's longer than this week. I feel like it will be, and I feel like we're going to get an extra credit, credit, post-credit scene, and it's going to be, I'm hoping, I'm still hoping that we're going to get the Mandarin and a tie into Shang-Chi. That would be amazing. Like, could you imagine that maybe, maybe even if the Mandarin's not the power burger, that Sharon is having dealings with the Mandarin? That would be cool. That would be insane. I just hope either way, whatever the credit is, it ties into something for sure where we're going to see these guys next right like i want to know where they're going and what's happening and yes like i don't want this to just be like oh here we're wielding another you know faux shield because i'm a crazy psychopath that's spiraling out of control i want to see you know show me what's happening with yeah. am i tied to shang chi am i tied to something else like i right. want to know i want some closure i want to know what's happening I'm assuming I'm assuming we're gonna get at least two, kind of like with Wandavision. So I'm hoping that, yeah, we get some major tie-ins to maybe the Thunderbolts, uh, Secret Invasion, which seems likely. Both of those are very likely. Shang Chi is likely with Madripoor hanging around. I don't think it'll tie into Doctor Strange. I don't see that happening. I don't think so either. But yeah, the other ones for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, whatever it is, it's going to be exciting. I cannot wait. So true. It'll be good regardless. And we will be back here next week. Same Mm -hmm. time, same channel to discuss it all, to break down the episode, to talk about what it means for the future of phase four. And yeah, we want to hear your theories. So tag us on Twitter at whiskey and sunshine at that Ashley Aaron comment on the show notes, find us on Facebook, wherever you want to find us and talk theories, we are open and we are ready for them. So until next time, geeks. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.